Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to a brand new episode of the Creators Outlet. We welcome our friends from Insymmetry LLC Creations. I know I inverted those, but it's all right. <laughs> all the words got out correctly. And what's going on? What's going on? How you doing over there today, Mr. William Pace? Oh, we're doing good. Played with my puppy all day, and now she's probably going to misbehave all night. So. <laughs> <laughs> So how's things been going over there for you, man? It's been a little bit. Yeah, just a, just a little bit. I actually have a bookcase behind me with stuff on it. So, hey, that's good, man. That's good. So, what's what's some of your favorite things that are back there? And you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, loading up that that question. So, uh, there is behind on top of the very top. Yes, <laughs> on the very top is an empty box from. Hasbro Pulse Galactus. I do not own the Hasbro Pulse Galactus. My good friend Andrew Lavolo, who is also a comic book creator, has a series called The Rift. <clears throat> Went on one day. He's an out of box collector because otherwise he wouldn't have room for ten percent of his stuff. Uh, he goes, "Anybody want this box?" And I'm like, "I do," because I had seen the gorgeous, like painted art of Galactus and Surfer. Okay. So. And then I've got uh, I got a bunch of Joker stuff up there. Uh, the brown box on the third shelf is actually going to a friend of mine. It's an old uh, Nightcrawler statue from back in the 90s when Marvel decided they were going to cut out Bowen and make their own statues. And they had a statue collector's club. And you could get these things for like $30. And they were gorgeous looking. And they were like, you know, pretty hefty and everything. And... Then they stopped doing it, and then those statues went up in value, uh, and somehow I ended up with his statue. Hey, that's how it works. That's how it works. So, and I, I got shelves set up, but I had to like baby proof the uh, the comic <laughs> room. Yeah, you got you can't be you can't be having that uh that just because it looks like toys doesn't mean it's toys. Yeah. So there's my TV box and one of my folding tables is kind of like just past my lamp to uh to cut off access. So uh, I've been reading books. I just got a uh I just got a new uh fulfillment in the other day. Uh the guys that do the series geezer out of the UK. So if, okay. if you like uh you're a band guy, so I think you'll get a kick out of it. It's a very lighthearted look at uh, like a Brit pop band trying to okay. trying to make it, and uh, it's it's very funny. And the world building is really cool because the world building gets done in fake articles that they post throughout the like in the front of and in the back of the book, like out of like music magazines that they made up. Cool. And they've got songs 
And the songs are actually written by a band that's involved in the project. So it's original songs cool. in the book. So good. I good, thought it was good. a cool idea. I respect they, that. They did it in the size of the old 45 albums. Wow. Man, they so, definitely uh definitely put a lot of a lot of originality into that. Yeah. Uh some some pretty cool niche stuff and uh being a music guy and and you know working with bands in my earlier years, uh I really dug it. But yeah, now, that sounds pretty cool, man. I haven't heard of them. That sounds pretty badass. Now on to uh the reason why we're here. You guys yes. have a new campaign. That's right. Now, That's right. How long have you guys been at the creative thing now? Uh, at the creative thing, as far as comics, um, wow, what is it, like eight years? Um, I started about eight years ago. Steph, I think you started about seven years ago. Yeah, yeah um, it's been about, yeah. Yeah, just about. The two of us, yep, two of us together, a little under, a little over six years, under six years, around six years. How about that? Around six years, and then five years officially as an LLC. Nice. So, uh, in a few more years, you guys will be celebrating uh, a decade in comics. Which is crazy. Man, there's a, <laughs> a lot, of, lot of stuff to go before then, man. I don't want to be thinking about no decade yet. I want to be thinking about right now. <laughs> right now, getting getting this funded and... Uh, yeah. And moving on. Like, I, I flipped through this uh, the other week. Um, the other podcast I do with my friend Thomas uh, called OK Boomer, where we go through like old comics. We'll, we'll pick a story or, a, or an issue and we'll go through it on, on the show and, you know, have, have fun with it. And we started featuring like a different crowdfunding book each week. And two weeks ago, before he started training for his new job, we were starting the uh, the big Daredevil story that that Disney will probably botch up in the TV series they're doing Unborn Again. Um, and we featured the book. Unfortunately, before we got to the end of talking about the campaign, his internet went out, so we had to like scrap the episode. Oh no, that's yeah. no good. So that's no good. Uh, hopefully we're uh if he's all set, we'll be going live again tomorrow. So we'll touch on it again tomorrow. Cool. Well and, uh, you know what? The tomorrow, tomorrow might be an interesting night because the campaign as you see it right now might be a little bit different tomorrow. So I don't know if you've seen the campaign video that's on here. Currently it is the shortest campaign video that you've probably yes. ever seen because it was designed as a song teaser trailer because there's a brand new air song that's going to be a part of this campaign. Nice. So, so literally right before we got on this live stream, I was just showing Steph that the extended version of, which is going to be about a minute and five seconds, a minute and 10 seconds long. Um, we are hoping to have that ready and up on the site tomorrow. Oh, nice. um, so that's the, the point of that is so that we can, expose people to a little bit more of the song and by doing it that way then people got a little teaser at the beginning of the campaign they get a little bit longer teaser as the campaign rolls on and it gives them a reason to want to come back and, and hear what's up there and buy a new isildur album so if you if you wanted to play the 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 very very long trailer feel free you can do that oh i can play the very very long trailer sure do it Where is it located on the on the campaign, though? Oh, right off the very right at the very beginning, where you're at, right there. Oh, right here. Yep. Oh, did you did you already change this? No, this is the 15 second version. The longer version is going to be right there in that same spot tomorrow. I'll shoot you a uh, message when it goes up. Okay, cool. There it is, short and sweet. Yeah, I was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, wow. <laughs> really quick for them. 
Oh yeah. Well, like I said, we, we wanted to make sure that it was, it was there as quick. It was short and sweet to the point because we know we have a long campaign as far as like the story side, as far as all the tiers. And we wanted people to know, Hey, we don't want to exhaust you before you get into the campaign. When it comes to what's going to be in the campaign video, probably tomorrow, um, it does have the pitch of the story and trying to, trying to concisely capture what heirs of a sealed or is what the inciting incident is, who the characters are and what the, what the, the main point of issue three is are, that's a pretty, pretty tall order to be able to get into a, a minute, minute and five. And yeah. so like, we're not even going to get into like what's in the campaign in the video because that stuff's already in the campaign. So we're just getting, we just, are doing it so we can get a little bit more of that music out there so we can hear a little bit more of the song and then we can uh we can go from there but really happy with the way the song is coming out um when by the time we release the issue we'll have that single out there um currently we've been doing more individual songs with the campaigns and we did i am keto which is the fictional far east uh offshoot from airs which is an origin story for one of the characters that we meet in perilous prospects one uh, we did the theme song for that spiral into madness. And then to start January of this year, we released the orchestral version of that. So it's just the orchestral tracks, no metal, no guitars, bass, drums, vocals. And it just is more like a soundtrack version. So that's kind of what we've been trying to do that way. You can really make sure that the songs get focused on and don't become just fodder on an album. We love all the songs, but we want people to make sure there's a focus point with every song that comes out. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I, I, I stole your tiny URL, so anybody that comes in, uh, they will get that in the uh, in the chat, obviously. Sounds um, good to me. Now, how would you pitch this book? Like, because you guys do a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. Do your so, your your convention elevator pitch <laughs> to passersby. The convention elevator pitch for the perilous prospects is this. Um, an apocalyptic event has happened in the town of Shadowshaven, and the only way to stop it might be through those who inadvertently caused it. Uh, the Perilous Prospects um, is the main character is Michael Isildur. One of the, the interesting parts about the Perilous Prospects arc is at the end of the previous arc, an apocalyptic event took place. Uh, he went into this supernatural coma, and he's just been basically laying in a bed um, all the way up through issue three. And He's been basically a prop and all these people that had no affiliation with one another other than having a relation with Michael have had to figure out how to work together. They didn't even know each other until he was in this coma and they've had to figure out how to work together, how to survive. And do they have the tools necessary to help try and stop this apocalypse that they helped to start um, with Michael coming back now, the world around him has changed. He's lost his lab. He's lost his house. His identity has been transposed onto someone else who just so happens to be his best friend who's completely unequipped to take on the role but they all have to keep this disguise up because if the town figures out that they had anything to do with this apocalypse there could be some bad things afoot for them so perilous prospects three gets to explore what happens when michael gets back and him trying to figure out what his role might be in helping to solve this apocalyptic riddle that is now plaguing the town of shadow saver nice Oh, Michael and I have something in common. I've been in a coma too. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, now was it supernaturally caused? Uh, no, it was medically induced. Ah, okay, okay. Steph, would you say that those two things are going to be similar? Are you going to say circle gets the square on that, or you say buzz it out? Doesn't work. Buzzing out. She buzzes out. It's not the same. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> We're just making stuff up as we go along. We're just <laughs> talking nonsense, saying it was like X does not work. Circle gets the square. So I look through this, and there is just so much stuff in here. So there's one of the things we tried to do in the campaign was make sure we segmented out what were new items that had never been in a campaign before. So you could see what those are. And then all the things like the different covers for Perilous Prospects 1 and 2, for I Am Keto, for the different other offshoots for the Crossroads Conundrum, Nightmare Scenario, Tales from Nocturnia. 
and we tried to make sure that people had the opportunity to mix and match and put those things together as they may. We've done a lot of shirts recently. We've done a lot of socks recently. We know the economy has been absolute and total dog crap. And there's been some stuff that has come through that people may not have had a chance to be able to get their hands on. Mm -hmm. And we wanted them to be able to, um, if they missed a shirt that they really wanted, there's tiers that are just shirts. There's tiers that are just socks. And uh, Steph, do you want to talk about the socks in this campaign? We've been doing socks for quite a few of the campaigns that we've done now. And uh, people responded really well to them. They really love them. We love them. We own the pairs and wear them all the time. I'm wearing a pair right now. And so for this campaign, we decided instead of doing a, a new pair with a new design, we were going to reissue one of our most popular pairs that people ask about a little bit more than some of the others. Uh, and that's our 13 o'clock socks. So, and we do have a tier that is literally, you could just, if you do it just want the socks and nothing else, then you can get that. Yep. It's the socket to me tier. It's got all five pairs of socks. And this one, the 13 o'clock she mentioned has been sold out for months and months we have people hey when are you going to be getting these socks back in and we're like i don't know we may never get these socks back in but it just got to be so many we're like you know what we'll just go ahead and reissue these things and then the next campaign we do we'll have brand new socks that we've never done before yeah i know the, the socks are popular uh matter of fact uh my daughter makes sure to tell me that uh hey if if have you bought any more Kickstarters, not recently. Well, if you buy one and it has socks, can I have the socks? Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have I have to do it because uh, my little artist and all. Well, there's definitely uh, tears on there. I know if there's there's one, um, about see what the first one is. If you go to uh, partake of the book three and some socks. That's where you get this issue. It's 44 page issue, perfect bound book. So it's got a spine on it, but nice. you get that book, you get a pair of the socks. And then just yesterday we crossed the hundred backer um, incentive goal level. So we have a PDF. Everybody does PDFs. We do PDFs all the time, but we have a brand new PDF from a creator who's near and dear to our hearts that has never been released in the u.s before we were literally the first americans to even read the issue which oh, is wow. super freaking cool um it's from our our misfits clubhouse artist raheel mosin um and his partner alan krita uh they did a a a story called mardban and um it's actually in a dying indian language called dakni and english at the same time so it's actually really cool because you'll have like white word bubbles with the Dockney language and right underneath it is the English version of it. And once you start reading it, you don't even see the other word bubbles unless you want to go look at the translation. So mm -hmm. it's actually really fun. Steph and I both were kind of like, is this going to be, well, what is, what are we going to get? We got this and it was like, yeah, this is really good. We should have never doubted Raheel because he does great with Misfits Clubhouse. So, um, you know, we thought it was really awesome. He thought it was really cool. Uh, that we wanted to include it and basically debut it for the U.S. Um, fan base in our campaign. So basically, for any um, for any tier that you buy, you know you're getting a brand new Heirs of a Sealdor book, and you know you're getting this brand new book Mardban. So it's basically two for the price of one, no matter what you get. Awesome. Well, that's pretty cool because you you get to tie uh, your uh, your Misfits Clubhouse into a special book that none of us have seen states up. So exactly. Exactly. Uh, single covers with me the metal tears. The wearable yeah, we, tears. Yeah, we did so some we did stuff. some wild yeah. stuff in there. Everybody loves and I will say this, there's a subset of people that love the metal covers. So oh, yeah. we always make sure we make a few metal covers per campaign. Um, we've had people that have come in and all they want is a tier with just metal covers. So we have metal cover catch-up tiers where they can go and get all 18 metal covers that we've done across Heirs of Isildur and I and Keto. Um, we've made sure that if people want that, it's going to be there. You can get 18 Heirs of Keto covers and 18 metal covers and, you know, basically sell your car to go get that tier. And, you know, if people want it, you want to make sure that they have the opportunity to get it. 
Oh, well, I can't drive because I can't feel my feet, but they took my car away a long time ago. So. Well, then you don't need that car then, so you should sell it and buy the 18 metal covers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the good thing about that is the people that I know that buy metal covers won't even take them out of the packaging because they're afraid to get even with gloves on, they're afraid to get a fingerprint yeah. on the book. Uh, and every time somebody buys a metal cover from you guys, they get the PDF of the book so they can just read the book. They can read the whole story on the tablet and then look at their beautiful wall of metal books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's fun. I mean, we I, I personally would never go out and buy a metal cover if I didn't have the reason to. But um, mm -hmm. since since we have to produce them, um, it's really neat getting these things in and seeing like, man, I can totally understand why there's a market for this because they look really freaking cool. Um, one of the really cool things you're right there on the on the screen, you've got the homage cover tiers. We've got two homage cover catch-ups there um, for this campaign. We did Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a movie that is near and dear to Steph's heart. It's one of her favorite movies. She's actually dressed up in a gender bend of Jack Skellington before for Halloween. And uh, we always want to have stuff that we feel is relevant to us. Metalocalypse, huge metal fan. So that's why we did Metalocalypse for issue one. And that was before Metalocalypse even was, was announced that it was coming back. So we thought that was a really cool, timely thing. Uh, we then did our Stranger Things homage cover uh, for issue two. And then we do a lot of horror conventions and a lot of uh, stuff does articles for Fangoria and, and Creepy Kingdom and so many other yeah. sites. And so for us to do uh, Nightmare Before Christmas really fits in with a lot of the things that we do when it comes to shows and is something that when we go do a convention that's, that's horror-minded, they're going to see a title that they're used to. And it opens up the ability to talk about why this this cover means something to us. And it gave us the ability to put Michael and Merck on the cover, holding hands and in this, you know, they're, they're kind of in a relationship in the story, but they've been apart from each other because of him being in this coma. And now they get to rejoin each other in issue three. And so we thought this was the right time to have that cover. And then the music based tears. And I'm like, that's the one I have on the right. Yep. We uh that's, we wanted to that's make the exact sure, spotted vinyl that I got. So we wanted to make sure that people had the ability to go back and get the collectible colored vinyl that we have. Um, you've also got the ability to get the MP3 version of both of the albums, um, and then both versions of the I Am Keto songs, and then the single that's going to come out with this album. So that's twenty five different MP3s that are available in the campaign. Nice. You guys started me down a dark road of collecting comic book related albums. <laughs> we are, uh, we, I think we're proud of this. Yes. Um, the, the name of the band escapes me, but they've done a couple of projects uh, with Valiant Comics. Hmm, I'd have to go back and look. It's, it's a metal band that is, they're 100% independent. All their albums have all been crowdfunded. Man, now that you say that, I think I know who it is because I feel like we might have backed one of their campaigns before just for the just for the. Yeah, I, I think the, I know. No, you're talking about but the name escapes me. Yeah, the last one they did was a was a couple years ago, and it was uh, they they did a they did a song and kind of like a you know kind of like a metal opera thing. They kept like the mood throughout the entire album um, was for uh, Valiant Shadow Man. And they, now were were they? Was this? The, do you remember if the band was out of like Maryland or somewhere in that area? Because I, I feel so. like yeah, I think we're probably. I can't remember the name of the band, but that's definitely yeah. I'm familiar with that now. Yeah. Um, they released a homage cover with the original uh, lettering. Shadow Man from the '90s, from from V from the V1 era. Okay, it was it was a Master of Puppets homage. Ooh, okay, nice. cover for Shadow Man. So it was it was like wicked cool. So I got I got like two of the I got two of the books. I got the the album. It's like a glow in the dark slipcase and 
glow in the dark vinyl and uh the whole band signed everything like the liner notes everything it was like i was like wow i was like blown away because it, it was i i think i only uh i think it was like i only paid like 50 bucks wow that's a really good deal with, with speaking about I'm like that, that's crazy speaking about glow in the dark there are a couple of glow in the dark things in this campaign um when we did i am keto we had the uh the soul ripper um emblem and we did the soul ripper shirts and so you've got the soul ripper shirt that is glow in the dark and uh, mm -hmm. we have that available and then we also did some glow in the dark guitar picks so we, we can't even keep them in our in our tray at the uh live shows so we knew we needed to get some more glow in the dark picks so we did our i am keto dual serpents on one side and the soul Ripper logo on the other so we try to make sure that those are available any one of the music tiers in here has got that um, and there you can add that on as well. I got those. I'm proud to say I have those. Now, my big question, because I think I missed a campaign somewhere in the middle. Um, I have the oversized Ears of Isildur trade. And, okay. Tales of, and the Tales of Nocturnia big trade. Like, okay. It was like something like something crazy. Like a, between the two of them, it was like a 700 page count. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So you have those two trades. Okay. And I then those two trades. And the, the issue that the issue that came out, uh, you made the homage cover for your friend that sadly passed away the other year. Yep. Yep. So nightmare accident. scenario. Nightmare scenario. So I got nightmare scenario. I got like the regular, I think I got like the regular cover and I got the homage cover. Okay. Uh, for the Iron Throne. So, what have I missed on? Okay, so if you if you haven't if you haven't gotten any of the um, if you haven't gotten any of the um, stuff since then, uh, you'd probably let's say you're like, hey man, I want to go get everything since Nightmare Scenario. Um, mm -hmm. You would go to um, there's. Let me find the tier just so you know what the name of it is. Um, that means you would have missed all three of the Perilous Prospects tiers. And then also you would have missed I Am Keto, which was an 80-page um, really good graphic novel, really fun graphic novel. If you go to, um, there's a tier that's 58 bucks. It's Perilous Prospects 1 through 3 plus Keto Physical. Um, you've got, so then you'd have the, it's 48 pages, 56 pages, 44 pages, and then 80 pages for those four books. Um, and that's that's where all that's to get everything after nightmare scenario. Yeah. The uh I know I missed keto, although I, I had you guys on for the campaign. Yep. Um I missed it because I'm broke. Uh <laughs> like the rest of the country. And uh yeah. Yeah. I, I missed that, but I know I could have, you know, worst case scenario. I could have gone to the I could have gone to your website and and ordered it from there. I just gotten it on a new campaign. And here's a new campaign for me to get it on. That's right. So I just in our private chat, I just showed you the tier. That tier would get you all four of the issues. And one of the things we've tried to make sure that we show we tell people is if you're like, hey, I want to go get that that tier, but you're like, hey, there's another cover for um issue three that I would have rather gotten. Um, you, when you, you could get the tier, you could message us and be like, Hey, can I get cover B for issue three or cover C for issue three instead of cover A? Cause I'm just more into those covers mm -hmm. message us. We'll work something out. I mean, as long as it's not, can I substitute a foil cover for a standard cover or something like that? Like there were six different covers for, um, I am keto. Um, I've got one of them right here. That's not on the tier, but I know this was one of our most popular ones, which was Cordelia Davina. And like, if you're like, Hey, I want to, I want to get that ketchup tier, but can I get that Cordelia Davina cover instead of the standard cover? Dude, we'll figure it out. We're not in the sales prevention department and we'll figure out a way to make things work. Nice. Yeah. I'm not, I remember when you showed me that cover, I was like, and I was like, Oh, I really like this cover on the book. And then you showed me that one. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Didn't know that I was going to be doing any impressions tonight. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. 
so there's there's just there's so much stuff in here um and kyoto is the only one that doesn't tie in uh that's completely separate from everything else that you guys are doing well no keto actually does so keto ties in in the same way that tales from nocturnia ties in so okay. yeah so tales from nocturnia um the difference between the two is in tales from nocturnia we we showed basically everything that happened in the kingdom of nocturnia after a character was pulled into air so the entire story was basically after that person's um portal took them into the heirs of a sealed or story for i am keto you've got um a character that was introduced in issue one of the perilous prospects named keto and steph and i always intended on doing a short story for keto um in the in the perilous prospects trade paperback version but as we started writing that story we knew there was far too much meat on that bone we knew that there was way more of a cool story to tell and so the next thing you know it turned into an 80 page via uh, 80 page uh, volume and that story is basically keto's story up until he gets pulled through the portal so instead of like with tales from nocturnia the action takes place after the character is gone in keto we see everything in his life up to when he gets pulled through and we wanted to do that because we feel like keto's keto's experiences become important in book three because he's able to bring a different perspective um about what's going on that none of the other people could really bring to the table and so we really wanted to make sure that we showed how the stakes were raised because of this and it was just a really fun story and and we'll say this there's a couple of little Easter egg cameos that happen in um, I Am Keto that if you're an Ayers reader, the people that are Ayers readers that saw it were actually, actually thought it was really cool. It kind of put a little different spin on a little bit of a couple of secondary characters. So just add a little more flavor that you may not get otherwise. Well, I know I definitely, I definitely want to sit down and read Keto because uh, I've been on a bit of a kick. I discovered the series... Uh, warriors from from cinemax uh Netflix yes so i i started going through that and then i saw a commercial i didn't even know they were remaking shogun yeah we're so excited about that show it was funny because we saw the trailer for it shortly after i think i want to say shortly after the keto campaign was done and we both said okay this has definitely has a keto feel to it um so we're really looking forward to that one because that one looks great I remember it was one of my favorite because back in back in our earlier days, they used to do television movie events where the thing would go on for like the entire week. Yeah. And uh, and I just loved Shogun. Uh, I I got my mother to buy me the buy me the book, so I read the novel. Um, and at a flea market for five dollars a few years back. I actually scored the making of Shogun. Wow. Oh, wow. So like nice. Bunch of I go, it's five bucks. It was a $30 book when it came out. Uh, I only paid $5 for it. And it's it's like 200 pages long. And it's got behind the scenes photos and, uh, you know, how they did a whole bunch of stuff, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, which is okay because I still think it's the 90s. It's still the 90s, right? Yeah, in our sure. hearts it is. Yes, definitely. So it's, uh, there's some interesting stuff going on, and uh, I will have to do a refresher and uh, take both of those humongous trades of yours and, uh, and flip through them to remind myself when I get the books in what's going on, because it's been a while since I read them now, so... You know, I can well, yeah, so I just, I just, the 60s, but. I just, I just went and calculated. We got uh, two. It's two hundred and twenty-eight pages of Perilous Prospects and uh, and Keto that are going to be out when this book is done. So that's going to be two hundred twenty pages of of story that I think you're really going to be a fan of. Well, since I I sat down and I read through 
close to 700 pages between the other two not between the other two books so i'm like i'm in now uh yeah are you working on a new album further down the line for uh the brand here so here's and this is just going to be kind of like an in general term so steph and i have talked about this i don't think you're going to see a point where there's hey we're going to release a brand new album and it's going to be 10 songs that nobody's ever heard at any point what you might get is an album that would have songs that we've released over time and then maybe a couple of new songs that have not been released but everything that would be on that album would be things that have never been on a, an album before. But I think that just because of the way that the, um, just because of the way that the economy is and the purchasing habits of the consumers are out there right now, that's mm -hmm. going to be the way that's going to make the most sense for us because putting an album together takes a lot of time and a lot of effort yeah. and putting together multiple comic titles and doing Kickstarters um, do a lot or take a lot of time and doing the album and the comic at the same time um, definitely is not something I recommend to somebody. It's it may, it's pretty, pretty insane. So that's probably where you'll see a new album come from. How it's released, we'll have to figure that out when the time comes again because of the purchasing habits of consumers at the time. But that's probably the way like I could completely foresee the next campaigns that we have coming out this year, there might be a new song that is attached to each one of those. Um, we actually wrote a, a theme song for Misfits Clubhouse. We have to go finish it, but we at least had the guts of it and there's lyrics for it and all that. That may even become a bonus track on an album too. But you know, even with these Kickstarters right there, if we, you know, we want to do three or four campaigns this year, you're already talking about um, six, seven songs with I Am Keto and with this campaign right before we even get started. So if we have those, then there might be enough to be able to put an album together from there. Uh, it, it would kind of be cool uh, if you put the Clubhouse song in as kind of like a hidden track. <laughs> so we're listening to it, and then you know, just before the end of the album side, all of a sudden this- People are like, what is this? <laughs> this fun poppy song comes on. It would be like, you know, out of nowhere, some Saturday morning cartoon theme came on to the- <laughs> came onto the track. If anybody knows us well, they'd be like, yep, this doesn't surprise me. Most definitely. Oh yeah. And and we want to just have fun. That song was super fun when we did it. It's going to have, a, it has a little more of a, of a punks kind of ska feel, hardcore feel to it, which is a fine extension for what we do. But yeah, so that'd be fun. If, if, if we can finish that song up, that would be, that would be an interesting addition to what we're doing. Now you did send me a couple of links for the Kyoto theme song. And I remember we played the, when you were on for Kyoto, we played uh, Spiral Into Madness, uh, the orchestral version. Well, I think, I now, think when, when we were on, you probably played the full version. You probably played the lyric video version. So, oh. because the, the, the orchestral version we just released in um, January of 2024. Oh, okay. So, so I, yeah, this is the one I haven't heard. Okay. Right. So yeah. So you've you played and you've seen the the lyric video version, which is a brutal, brutal song, and then the orchestral version is basically the same song. But when you have a, a big, brutal, heavy song that's got smashing drums and blast beats and and heavy vocals that sound like an angry bear has been put through a blender with a horror movie. Um, you miss out on some of the little nuanced details in the background. And I can tell you, even the engineer we have that did the mastering on it, when um, when he was doing the mastering, he's like, man, there's so much stuff in this orchestral track that I never even realized was here. And he was a part of the production team. And he was like, man, there's so much, so much cool stuff here that if there wasn't this version, you would just never know. And people it would have been lost, would have been a waste to even put it in there. So I want to play that. Do it. Sounds good to me. Because, you know. And... 
And even if you don't play the whole thing, just that way people can just get a taste to see what the kind of stuff is we're doing. Very cool. Hey, Shadow Punk. so much in the original that I didn't hear with the with the vocals and the guitars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we had a lot of fun um, putting that version together and making sure that the backers actually reached the stretch goal that allowed us to release that version. Um, and we're, we're glad they did because we really uh, enjoy this soundtrack feeling version of this song. Yeah, it, it's got a, obviously it's got a whole different feel, but uh, yeah. And the, the, the presentation of the video was great too because you've got a slow roll, you know, change up on the, you know, creative teams, different covers. Yeah, we want it for this one because it's not the frenetic insanity of the lyric video. We wanted yeah. to make sure that it, the information flowed through at a slower pace, more like the pace of the song, so that that way people that may just be happening upon that for the first time were able to understand what the heck is this I Am Keto because it obviously came out after the campaign was done. So they didn't need to hear about a campaign. They just need to know what is this song associated with and why should I care? Because it has six collectible covers. Like this whole section here is one you can't hear any of this really on the, because it's underneath the guitar solo mm -hmm. uh, on the main version. So that we're really glad this can now be able to get out there in people's ear holes. Yeah, this is very cool. And it's just making me want to go watch Shogun more and more. <laughs> <laughs> so, William, have you watched Kingdom on Netflix? I'm not sure. If, if you've not watched Kingdom, you need to go look up Kingdom right now, and you'll lose your dang mind because it's in the Far East. It is um, in that same time period as Shogun, but it's a zombie show. And it is freaking absolutely nuts. It is probably one of the best zombie shows ever made. Oh, I think I've seen it. They come into like the small they come into the small villages and all of a sudden it's it's like the the hordes, but they're they're not the slow guys from that yeah. show from the cable thing. No, they're they're the they're the possessed zombies that are completely nuts. Oh yeah! Oh, I saw that. I was like, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was expecting more of like, you know, like a Shogun, Lone Wolf and Cub kind of thing. Yeah. And then demonic possession happened, and I was like, whoa! I I think I might have binged that like in like a day and a half. Yeah. Because you know. Unless I go to the doctors, I'm home all day, either reading comics, playing with the dog, or, or watching TV.
Wow, that's awesome, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So good. Um, and I even, yeah. I even put the link for that video, which goes to the Insymmetry YouTube channel, so people can go and like it and like the song and subscribe to the channel. Yeah, there's like a half a dozen music videos up there. A lot of the stuff up there is just kind of whatever, but there's like a half a dozen different uh, music videos up there from our different albums. And uh, some are full full lyric videos. Uh, we have the song Love, Lorn, Betrayal, which was from the first album. That is the true link point between Heirs of Isildur and Tales from Nocturnia. And that was probably the most time, effort, and dollars we've ever put into actually producing a video and still thinks that, think it holds the test of time. We really, really enjoyed putting that video together. Now, uh, let me, before we get out of here, let me ask you guys, uh, can you pop off some names of some of the cons that you're going to be appearing at since we're slowly easing into that season? Sure, sure. Well, you want to take any of this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, next take up us? is Collective Con in Jacksonville, Florida, March. And we we tripped up on the dates again. It's early March. <laughs> it, every, life is a blur right now while we're doing this Kickstarter. We can only think of Kickstarter dates. But yeah, it is uh, the beginning of March. It's in a few weeks in Jacksonville. It's a great show. I'll be flying out for it. We'll be there, uh, Matt and I both. And they always have great celebrity guests. They have great uh, vendors and comic guests. So it's it's one of the shows that we do every year. So that'll be up next. And then following that is... Spookala in the first weekend of April in Tampa. Um, that one is going to be nuts because I have a, a secondary role or more. Actually, my primary role at that show is to do um, panel hosted interviews. And we still have a booth. We still run double duty there. Um, but the last time we did a Spookala show, they um, they set the record for the largest gathering of Ghostface with the original Ghostface, Lee Waddell, ever. Like, they actually had somebody there judging um, to see from Scream um, if that was actually the right thing. And even Lee himself certified that that was the largest gathering ever. Um, so there's, there's um, Scream panel or Scream OGs. There's Scream 6. Um, I know there's probably going to be a Killer Clowns from Outer Space reunion panel, um, a Stranger Things uh, secondary characters panel, and some other stuff. It's going to be a super fun show in Tampa uh, first weekend in April. And then I'll have a couple of smaller ones. I know in a, I, can't, I can't forget in a couple of weekends, I'll have a, a Saturday pop-up show or a Sunday, Sunday pop-up show. That's what it is, a Sunday pop-up show in a couple of weeks. Um, and there's always little ones like that that'll pop up, but those are the two big main ones that are be coming up here soon nice i know there's a there's a bunch going on uh my co-host of the thursday night show um his favorite artist for dc from silver silver and bronze age is going to be a terrific con in connecticut and he just started a new job so he can't make it out there but luckily a mutual friend of mine and and his as well now um, goes to that show because he's a uh, a trader. Okay. Uh, so he'll 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 buy, trade, and sell collections. Gotcha. Okay. Um, to uh, and he'll do that to further his own personal collection. Last year, he just finished uh, putting together an entire volume one of Daredevil run. And he's only right. missing two. He's only missing two issues from Uncanny X Men. It might only be one now because he just picked up a number one uh, at the last trade show they did. It's usually like a bunch of dealers get together. Uh, it's invitation only, and they go when they they have like a a cool little trade show. And once in a while, he'll give me a present and stop by with some uh, some barbecue. So. And we handle the barbecue first, wash our hands, and then look at it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always a good yep. idea. There's, there's an yeah, yep. for this. There's you a, definitely do not want to be picking up the metal cover after eating the barbecue. <laughs> no, not at all. But I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, thank you. Project was great. There's still eight days left. Get in on this while you can. Uh, any questions, you can reach out to, uh, to Matt and Steph. Uh, just 
Google in Symmetry Inc. In Symmetry Creations LLC. Yep, you can go to you can go to linktree.com forward slash in symmetry creations and all of our links are there. Um, so that's going to be where you can get everything, all of Steph's um, horror uh, horror movie articles and geek culture articles, uh, links to the music, links to the campaign, links to our website. Um, hey, we know the economy out there is tough right now. We know that it's really tough to come off of entertainment dollars, but we feel confident that if you were to spend money on um, the stuff that we put out, that you're going to feel like it's money well spent. You're going to have solid issue. You're going to have solid artwork, solid writing. And we can definitely tell you that you're going to get a story that you're going to be able to trust is going to have a satisfying conclusion at the end. You're not going to have to worry about is that last piece ever going to come out. Um, it's not going to be something where you're going to get it and be like, oh, it took me a year and a half to get that thing that I backed. We always are making sure you get your stuff in a timely fashion. And we always try to make sure you get a little bit more than what you paid for so that you get that extra value. So definitely going over to, to tinyurl.com forward slash heirs tpp3 get your hands on some heirs of a sealed door we are just under six hundred dollars from minimum funding right now uh we still have eight days to get there but we don't want to just get there we want to be able to get to some stretch goals so we can get more stuff that's cool back to you guys and i have a lot of cool stuff from these guys so go go get you some because you know i've got i've got trading cards and when they send trading cards they come already on one of those little cool plastic pages i've got i've got trading cards yeah we've like definitely to, done that like before for sure yep glow in the glow in the dark guitar picks uh i believe i even have a coin from you guys you probably think you do i'm pretty sure you do it's, it's pretty heavy i i almost broke my toe when i dropped yes it. <laughs> Well, glad you didn't. <laughs> so, so funny thing about those coins, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll use that coin when I go referee soccer games from time to time. But I had to start taking that coin and taking it, and not putting it into my my pack and putting it in my pocket because it's so heavy that it would try to like pull my shorts down when I was running. So yeah, oh, I don't let, use it as much not, anymore. It's so heavy. Let's not have that incident. That's yes. right. An incident is a good way of putting it. You you got to get yourself one of those Kyoto uh, uh, waste pouch things and uh, yeah. leave it in that. So it's yeah, not yes, exactly. So guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, look forward to uh, getting these books and and checking them all out. Everybody else, uh, get on them. The uh, the replay is available right away on either X or YouTube uh, later on tonight. It'll be uploaded to uh, to Rumble and to the audio podcast as well. You can get it at Spotify and any place else you can download a podcast. Thanks so Sounds much. Good. Thanks a lot, man. Everybody have a Thank great you. night. Thank you.